You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. The whole crew is here today. Big show. We've got NFL Week 9 happened, as well as our picks for the college football playoff as the rankings get released tomorrow. I know Kev is chopping at the bit for that. We also have some big news coming out of the NFL from the Eagles, Browns, etc. We are breaking down some of the games last night that scared the living daylights out of me. And we also have everyone's favorite game, One Sentence. And by the way, I want to get in picks this week, just so I see how much. All right. First off, ladies and gents, um... Sunday football, me and Savannah's upside pick. Woo! Um, Ravens walked in uh, and won over the um, Patriots. Before we bury the Patriots, can I just say this? The fact that Lamar Jackson didn't beat them throwing the football makes me worry for the Ravens because you can plan how to beat the option. And last night, the Ravens ran the ball a ton. I feel like the Patriots, after a while, kind of just were like, yeah, all right, we're not going 16-0. I don't think anybody gives a crap. Because that game kind of felt like – and that game was not even that close because it, was, it wasn't for a couple of fumbles by Baltimore. Score would have been worse. But – and that one awful pick by Brady to Earl Thomas was just like – that looked like something out of me and Kevin's Madden League. He got but, hit as he threw it. I know. That's why it looked like something out of our Madden League. Like, that's not an awful pick, though. I mean, it was all, it was two, it was ten yards over the guy's head. As he got hit throwing the ball. All right, relax, relax. I'm, I just said it was a bad. It looked bad on film. Yes, he got hit. No, I will, it didn't. If you watch the film, it didn't look bad. What? The placement, the ball placement looked bad. That's what I was saying. As he got, okay. If you want to argue ball placement gets looks bad as you get hit by one of the most athletic people on the planet, fine. True. All right. All I'm saying is the Ravens won. The, what worries me for the rest of the AFC is that basically now the, the Patriots are ticked off. <clears throat> and, of course, the next team they play is my Eagles after their bye week. And it um, should be an interesting game. Uh, I don't know what to make of it because Philadelphia apparently has turned themselves into a ground and pound team. And they need to stay the hell out of zone coverage. But more on that later. Um Kev, I'll let you go because I feel like you want to unload on me right now. What did you think of the game last night? I thought it was painful to watch, but, you know, 15-1 and one isn't bad. Wow. I No, I do not want the Patriots to go 15-1. and one. I want them to lose one more game. I mean, we'll, we'll knock you guys off. Anything to keep Dallas from winning the division. I mean, look, if they go 14-2, fine. Because if you look at it, I'm not superstitious, but mm-hmm. I'm a little stitious. The last time a team went 15-1 and and won the Super Bowl was the 1985 Chicago Bears with one of the most dominant defenses ever. Since then, you have the 98 Vikings, the 2004 Steelers, the 2011 Packers, the 2015 Panthers. Do you know what all those teams have in common besides going 15-1? and A big L in the Super Bowl. Some of them didn't even make the Super Bowl. The 04 Steelers didn't. The 11 Packers didn't. Yeah, the 11 Packers lost to the Giants. Um, Fuckers. 
week. Uh, yeah, Kevin's second favorite. They lost the Giants in the divisional round. Yeah, I remember because I was watch. I was at my ex girlfriend's field hockey tournament. And I went outside with all the dads to go watch the game because I didn't give a shit about the tournament. But in the '98 Vikings, yeah, with Cunningham, Chris Carter, and or was that or was that yeah, it was Cunningham, Chris Carter, and Randy Moss. Yeah, just John Randall. Heartbreaking fashion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a 14 and two record. You know, if they lock up the number one seed, go to the Super Bowl, that's fine. Listen, from where I'm sitting, I'll take 11 and five, 12 and four. That's fine by me. I'm like 13 and three seems like a good 14 and two, 13 and three, 12 and four, 11 and five. Usually, if you win a couple game, lose like lose a couple. Once you get like between 15 and one, 10 and six, 16 and 0, 9 and seven, that's usually the death sentence unless you're the Giants apparently. But <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, Kev, I still think your Patriots win the AFC. I do not see Baltimore going into New England because besides maybe losing to Philadelphia, I don't see any other losses on their schedule. Only because they're in Philadelphia. If it was in New England, I would have given New England the game a mile, by a mile. But because it's in Philadelphia, I give Philly just a tiny bit of an edge. Because Carson Wentz, for some reason, only plays like elite when he's at home. He plays good on the, on the road, but he plays elite at home. I can't figure out why. Because the length doesn't really give you much of an advantage besides the fact the fans are brutal. Um, I don't see any other losses. They're going to beat the Cowboys. I think they play the Bengals. They play like a, they play the Dolphins again. I don't see a lot of losses on that team, but it's. I think the the I don't see Mahomes going in there. Their defense can't stop anybody. So the Patriots will be able to keep up in a shootout with them. Also, so, that defense is still phenomenal. Yeah, and here's the thing. Everyone's going crazy about how the Chiefs defense stifles the um, Vikings. Can we can we reiterate who the moron who runs the Vikings who the Vikings quarterback was? And before you say, oh, he lit up the Eagles. He lit up basically a secondary that could have had me and Kev start at safety. Like that we had like that was a game with all backups. Like so, I I, I discount that loss. But I mean, Kirk's had a decent year. He led the league in um passer rating for a while. Yeah, but. I'm just – I'm not – like, once again, I don't buy the Vikings. Like, when I saw them lose to the, the – yes, it's it's the Chiefs and still Andy Reid, but with Matt Moore, who's a good quarterback, he's a good game manager, but he's not a good starter by any means. If it was Mahomes, they would have won by 30. The Vikings just did not look – they kept – Dalvin Cook to under 65 yards, which shot me dead in fantasy. They kept um, Stephon Diggs out of the end zone, and no Adam Thielen, so, you know, they're not going to get any possession catches. It just looked like the Vikings just did not have the firepower yesterday, and that's just all coaching. But I've never been a big believer in Mike Zimmer. I feel like he's one of the few defensive coaches that works in the regular season, like Ron Rivera, but I don't see it going forward. So if we're really looking at this right now, I just just don't see any team being the Patriots in New England in January. So it looks like New England for, like, another year is going to go to the Super Bowl unless the the only team – and this is if they can figure out their defense. Is I could see the Texans beating them in the shootout because they have besides Hopkins, like they have a ton of weapons they can use. Teams have taken Hopkins out of the game, and Will Fuller lights it up, or Kenny Stills, or Duke Johnson, or Chris H- Carlos Hyde. Like the only team I could see them even doing something remotely damage to them. I mean, Mahomes still is Mahomes, so I would always give him a shot. But really, it's Mahomes or Watson. I don't see the Ravens doing this. I think this was just kind of like. That middle of the year road bump that the Patriots always have. Didn't they lose to the Titans by a ton last year too? 
Not by a ton, but they did lose to the Titans. Yeah, so, like, I don't really care. I look at this like, yeah, woo, they played a legit team, but I'm like, it's Bill Belichick. They'll adjust. I'm not not buying too much into this. Savannah, what do you think as I rambled for five minutes? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I thought the Ravens were going to screw themselves over with the first half. I mean, two turnovers, and then the Patriots were only down by four at half. But um, they really came out, and, like, if you force turnovers from the Patriots, like, you have that chance. Like, you force Julian Edelman to fumble. That was his first fumble that he lost in, like, three or four seasons. Like, that just doesn't happen. When you force those turnovers, that's when you get the chance. I think, I mean, I think the Ravens deserved that win. Lamar Jackson looked really good. And their stat that I said last week, they were 10-0 and at home in primetime since 2011, and they're now 11-0. I just think that stat is just, too big to like not keep going you know yeah i i don't care i mean i just i i'm not buying too much into this i think that yeah it's also like serena said the ravens at home they're in prime time they're almost unbeatable and also the ravens have always been that team that always gives the patriots trouble even if they do end up winning it's always close and also john harbaugh i think is one of those under underrated coaches in the nfl so this one was kind of a slam dunk for me I think also, as the season goes on, the Ravens are going to fall off because Lamar Jackson is still a run-first quarterback. He's a better passer than we thought, but he's on pace for 3,600 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and 10 picks. And those are good numbers, but if you want to win a Super Bowl, I feel like you need to have – he needs to go on a Joe Flacco-like run that we saw uh, in 2011 or – 2012, rather – or something like that, because otherwise, once even if they make it out of the divisional round, then you got to go up to the AFC Championship game, and you are going to get beat to hell just running the ball as much as he does. Yeah, the overall beating you take just from the wear and tear, I think, is a problem. But uh, Mr. Kevin, uh, how would you uh, introduce yourself? Uh, here are today's headlines and what's on tap with local newsman Kevin Langley. So big news today. Rip in peace to the Eagles season. Oh, my God. Deshaun Jackson is back for the year after having surgery on a core muscle. Didn't say which one, just one of them. And I, do I keep going, or are we going to talk yeah, about it? I mean, well, I mean, that's the headline, I guess. Um, Savannah, you make it start. Um, I knew this was a possibility. Something really fell off when I saw him catch one ball for five yards and then check himself out of the game. And then I saw the headlines today. I'm just like, well, this sucks. But, I mean, we've won four games without him. I, um, apparently Philadelphia's looking into replacement receivers, like, it's kind of like a deep threat, like, not as a, well, the Philadelphia's gonna, we've, they've already proven what they're gonna do the rest of the season, they did this to Savannah's Packers, to the Bears, to the Bills, and to the, um, Jets, they're gonna pound the football and utilize the fact that now they have a great pass rush, oh, by the way, their trade asset, Avery, the guy they got from the Browns, had a sack and two tackles for a loss, so, I think the trade worked out pretty well for them, um, and he was a rotation guy. He didn't even start. So, and apparently J.J. Nelson, um, Jordan Matthews, Des Bryant, even Antonio Brown have all been connected. So we'll see what happens. Eagles are on a bye. So 
Might be a good time to pick up one of those guys. My vote is for J.J. Nelson. I love the guy's speed. We don't need a primary weapon. Ertz, Goddard, Jeffrey, Aguilar. Just have Nelson run a go route every play. We'll be fine. But, yeah, that's my opinion. Savannah, what do you think? Yeah, I think you guys will be fine. I mean, yeah, he's a big part of the team, but I still think you guys are going to be fine. I mean, I feel like you have kind of been – I mean, you weren't like this star team at the beginning of the season, and now I feel like you're starting to come together. So I feel like his injury is big, but it's not big enough to have you guys fall off. Fair enough. Cave? The Browns cut safety Jermaine Whitehead after their loss to the Broncos this week after he went on a Twitter tirade threatening to kill fans and giving out his home address. One such tweet said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. That's on blood. (laughs) And if anyone's curious, his address, until he moves, because he's probably going to move and no team's going to sign him after this, is 80 Lou Graza Boulevard, Berea, Ohio. In (laughs) case anyone's looking to buy a house in the Cleveland area, that's probably going to be on the market soon. (laughs) All right. Well, that was, uh, I I mean, this just summarizes the Brown season in a nutshell. Like, yeah, apparently this guy got burnt for a touch. I think it, wasn't he burnt on the Noah Fan touchdown? I think that was the touchdown he gave up. But like, I don't know. It was I didn't even watch the game. It was a dumpster fire to me. I mean, Savannah, that's right in your area. It'd probably be on your local station. But um, but that was the same time as my game, so didn't watch. Yeah, I did not even. I I I listen. I had a couple of games on because you know the Philly game, but I was locked into that one. <laughs> I mean. I don't, all I can say is it just it's just the Browns are a dumpster fire. They're so bad, and I just feel horrible for like Baker because everyone's gonna you know blame him, but he's that boy got to work on his mustache his mustache game. The handlebars at pregame, I rock with it, but first of all, never shave before a game, dude. That's just asking for trouble. When shaving right before you put on a chin strap, I'm gonna tell you from personal experience is the most painful thing ever, and also if you have horrible teammates. They have a tendency to put icy hot your chin strap after you've shaved. That burnt. Um, I don't know. Just, this just seems like another brown story to me. I, I can't. That's pretty much what I got for this. Savannah, any thoughts? Um, I can't believe. I can't believe someone would act like that. Like seriously. And then like his account got suspended on Twitter, and then he goes to Instagram. Like I feel like that's just being childish. And then, like, I mean, I applaud the Browns for cutting him. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, He got – I mean, it's not like he was, like, this great player anyways. But, I mean, the Browns, like, secondary is just, like, getting thin now at this point. Um, I don't I know. The, like, the uh, Browns are not that – the Browns aren't that good of a team. They just – Oh, I was waiting for the Denny Green reference. <laughs> I was going to put it up on the board. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they – um. They have a lot to they have a lot to work on, and um I feel like at the end of the season OBJ isn't gonna be a part of this team anymore. Like he's complaining, like he's not getting the ball. Like Baker could have came down and won this game. He was wide open for a touchdown, and he throws it into like triple coverage to Jarvis Landry. Like he's just he has poor quick decision making. Savannah, skills. you actually just previewed my last call, so thank you for that. <clears throat> it was about Odell and the Odell and the Browns. <clears throat> All right. Kev, what's up next? One last point on Jermaine Whitehead. Yes. I feel like once your Twitter account gets suspended for what you said, you should probably, you know, go, maybe I should calm down a little bit. Or maybe but no, I hit a punching bag instead of, like, 
be a, he like, stuck to his guns, um, metaphorically, although he did threaten <laughs> to shoot people, and just went right to twi- right to Instagram. You gotta love that commitment, and I think any team would love to have a guy like that on their team. <laughs> Next up, Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa was seen practicing today with a, his leg wrapped up, was seen running around the practice field and planting while throwing the ball. Uh, Kev is so gassed up for uh, LSU Alabama. I mean, everyone is because Kev, I actually, uh, like, if I wasn't, like, if, who knows, maybe we should do a viewing party. Like, Kev, I'll drive up to Foxborough or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God, it'd be funny. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for this game. It's going to be the biggest game in college football. You have one versus two. I'm not buying it that two is not playing. This is the biggest game of the year. And as much as Saban is a very Belichick-esque kind of guy, he knows without say, without Tua they're not winning. So two is winning. Two is playing. Uh, uh, I'm booking it right now. Um, this is the first ranked team this season that Alabama will be playing, correct? Legit no. ranked team. They've played a bunch of 24 and 25 ranked teams. Uh, so I think just A and M. A legitimate team then, but yeah, I mean, I think that. He's definitely going to be playing. There's no way that they're going to hold him out. I mean, yeah, they're 8-0, but there's no reason to hold him out. If he's been practicing and he's been recovering, if you think he's any type of recovered at all, then you need to put him in. They're not going to have a chance against LSU in that defense if they don't play him. It's actually their offense, but, yeah, their defense is good points, Savannah. The defense actually is getting healthier. They um, Everyone jumped on them after the loss to Auburn, but – Everyone's like everyone's forgetting like Auburn's not a bad team like they've lost they beat won, Auburn they beat Auburn but after their win over Auburn it was close yes and everyone's like Auburn's not a bad team like they're still like a top fifteen ranked team they're probably the arguably the third best team in the SEC unfortunately they play in the West which has one and two best teams in the SEC and then you know you have those morons Florida and Georgia out east but. Yeah, so uh, also quick little thing about this. Jalen Hurts last year got a very similar procedure done to what Tua had done, and I think he was out for two weeks and he wasn't playing as much. He was more a backup slash like change of pace kind of guy because he was a more of a runner, but he was out for two weeks and looked relatively fine after and limited action. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Mac Jones come in some on some plays like maybe a second and short when they're going to hand the ball off or something just to keep Tua off that ankle in a high-stress kind of situation. But other than that, Tua is probably going to play most of the game. Also, one other thing to think about is, like, what – you've got to think Coach O is going to dial up the blitzes like crazy to get him moving. Yeah, probably. Tua looked good in practice, though, from the clips I saw. All right, well, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for that game. This is, like, the biggest college – like – I mean, I got to watch FSU Miami and RIP Willie Taggart. Like, I'm so sad he got fired, man, because Miami's owned his ass every time I play him. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm excited for this game. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to it. I might have to make it the trip up to Foxborough to go see Kev. Also, last time Alabama and LSU played, and they were ranked one and two. LSU did win. It was dubbed the matchup of the century or the game of the century. And that was also a preview of the national championship for that year. So Where basically Alabama, didn't they stomp them? Oh, yeah, stomped them. It was great. Mm-hmm. 
But I remember I was playing that night. We had a game. It was a Friday night game. It was 9-3. It was the final score. The regular season game? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Since So Jared doesn't yell at me for talking about Alabama too much. Switching over to baseball. Red Sox outfielder slash DH does J.D. Martinez did not opt out of his deal like some are speculating. He has another opt out after the 2020 season, but can earn $62.5 million over the next three years. Hmm. You know what? I feel like J.D. realized after his monster season two years ago, his value is not as... <clears throat> it's not as big as it was when he came out of Arizona and then went to Boston after his big year. I think he realizes like his, he started to like kind of like regulate his numbers a little bit. So I think he's being smart right now. He didn't really have the best season he wanted. This totally makes sense. So if JD has another 40 dinger season next year, he'll totally opt out. But this is a, a money thing because there would be no other reason. The Red Sox were trash this year. So it, 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 sum, it sums it up perfectly. I think this was a smart move by JD. I think it's also good for the Red Sox. I think with JD coming back, the chances that they are going to trade Mookie are geek because there were rumors of that are lessened a bit because if JD left, they might try to do a a soft rebuild kind of and get some pieces back. But with JD back, they might just try to run it, run it back and try to win it again, recapture the magic of 2018. Send him to Arizona with his swing and that altitude. He'll hit like 50 dingers. Please don't. Oh, that'd be hilarious, dude. I would I would buy a Mookie Best jersey tomorrow. <clears throat> Speaking of opt-outs, World Series MVP Steven Strasburg did opt out of his deal. I'm you know, I'm for this. I, I really feel like um Strauss kind of earned his uh his keep with the last uh with, with his with his performance in the World Series and honestly, of course, going five and oh in the playoffs, which is just insane. Um you know, good for Strauss. Get his get his paycheck. He deserved it. This is kind of the same thing with what happened to Flacco after he won in 2012 with the Ravens. I just think it's the I think it's the best thing for his career. I think the Nationals will pay him. They need to pay him. So uh, yeah, there you go. I I think he might be gone. Really? I mean, his contract was a seven year, 175 million dollar extension. And I know some contracts have kind of blown up in the last couple of years, but <clears throat> Machado. <laughs> Machado, Giancarlo Harper. Stanton, Bryce Harper, but I, I feel mean, like Giancarlo actually will stay in his spot. Like Machado, I feel like won't be a Padre in two years. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton isn't with the team that signed him to that massive deal. I know, but because like, he partially because he wanted out a little bit once they were rebuilding, and then the uh, Marlins had no issue with that. Yeah, Derek Jeter basically is trying to destroy Miami baseball. Um, but Strasburg's thirty-one. He he's been on an inning watch for uh, last not last couple of years but for parts of his career. I I think he knows that he probably can't make as much money elsewhere opting out of his deal. He might be able to now that he's won World Series MVP MVP and kind of shown those issues might be behind him. But I think he might. I'm not saying he's definitely gone, but I wouldn't be surprised. April first, whenever opening day is April first, March 31st, whenever it is, he'll be a national still. I really don't see the Nationals letting him walk. I feel like they'll work out something by, by uh, spring training. The Padres have shown the desire to spend money lately. They've signed Machado to that big deal. They're trying to build something. But I and just I just don't see him going there. Strasburg the, the, grew up a Padres fan. But here's the problem. You have two other teams. That, you have the Dodgers and then the Diamondbacks got hot at the end of the year. 
You have even the Giants. You can never count them out, even with Bochi gone. The Padres are in a weird position because they're the fourth best team in their division. And you can't even count the Rockies because of uh, Arnado and Story. <clears throat> the NL West is weird because you have two really you have a really great team in the Dodgers, a really good team in the Diamondbacks, and then you have like three teams that have some sort of an identity but they don't have enough to actually make a run. That's why by the end of the year, it's always it's always LA and Arizona every year because those teams actually have a set mold. They have set players. Whereas you look at LA, or you look at uh, San Fran, they could can't couldn't really hit towards the end of the year. You look at the Pit Rockies, their both their pitching staff fell apart. The Padres, same problem. It's it, that's why I think like you know the Padres. I feel like that whole thing is gonna blow up again. They're they're one of those teams that just. They have to get themselves. Remember when they grabbed James Shields and that failed? It's the same thing to me. I, I don't see this really working out for them. So I feel like Strasburg will be a national by spring training. I mean, unless he unless he wants to sign with the world beaters, 525 win percentage, 21 games back in the NL West, Arizona Diamondbacks. Because they're a great team, apparently. I mean, the Dodgers also the best record in baseball, but they are one of the best records. But, like, they were still a decent team. And... Kev, they're old. They're, they had like no star players by the end of the year except for Marte. I just said my Diamondbacks are a decent team. You said they were a really good team. They are a really good team potential wise. So let me clarify that. Next year they will make the playoffs if they keep all the guys and they maybe get another starter in in free agency. But, but you're saying like how bad the Red Sox season was. The but the, I never said the Red Sox are going to be bad next year. But also, no, the Diamondbacks this year won one more game. They are not a really good team. They're a good team. At well, best. I never – no, the Red Sox had a bad team for their standards. That's what I'm saying. Like I expect the Red Sox to be a 91 team every year because of the ability, their payroll, their stars, their talent, whatever. The reason the Red Sox lost so many games doesn't make any sense to me. It was – except for World Series hangover because they have a very talented roster. They should have won at least 90 games, but they didn't. But they're still a good team, and I expect them to be a playoff team next year. All right, fine. All right, Savannah's chomping at the bitch. She's not a baseball expert, so we never have to drag her into these. Um, Kev, I think it's everything for your uh, vet, your uh, your first news brief. Wait, what? Sorry. Was that everything on your news brief today, Kev? Yes, that was. That was everything that I felt needed to be talked about. Local newsman, Kevin Langley. All right, folks. It's time for everyone's favorite game. It's time for the one sentence game. Wheel of Fortune? Oh, no. <laughs> You're fired. You say that every week. Yeah, but like with you, I actually want to fire you. There were a couple times I wanted to fire Mark. Alright. Um. Oh, by the way, uh, anniversary shows next week, so I'll get ready for that. It should be a very good time. Mark Riley will be joining us to come back, and I think it will actually be episode 69. I am not even kidding. Nice. <laughs> if not, I will postpone our anniversary show till episode 69 in honor of just the fact that I announced that a month ago. All right. We're doing one sentence game. Ladies and gents, Savannah, you're going to kick it off first. 49ers, Cardinals. I can't wait for the 49ers to play the Seahawks next week. That was so evil sounding, and I loved it. Kevin, <laughs> 49ers are the last undefeated team in base in football. We just talked about baseball, but that is not going to last. 
All righty. And Jimmy G, four touchdowns, but the fact that the Cardinals aren't as bad as we thought they were, there's the reference to Denny Green. Keep the streak alive. Um, next up, the London game, Texans-Jaguars. I'll go first. Oh, God. Couldn't Fournette get me more than six fantasy points? That was ugly. Nick Foles will be the starter in two weeks. Deshaun Watson is a magician. True. I had the Jags pick to win this game. (laughs) (laughs) Best sentence ever. Just so depressed I had the Jags. That's how Jacksonville fans sound, too. (laughs) Colts, Steelers. I just, I, I, everyone, I, I'm like, I never really jumped on the Colts bandwagon. I still have the Texans winning this division, but I mean, yeah, they did lose Brissett, but there's only so much Frank Reich's coaching could do. And, uh, yeah, Steelers are still trash, but you know, the Colts without Brissett, we're not that good. If Vinatieri... If they find a cure for Alzheimer's and Vinatieri remembers how to kick a field goal, watch out, league. (laughs) Oh, my God. They need McAfee back out there to hold the kicks for him. Oh, by the the way, um, the holder Sanchez, not Mark, but there's a number eight Sanchez on the Colts, basically had the laces, laces in. So we had a whole, like, Finkel, whatever his name was from... Ray Finkel. What? Ray Finkel? Yeah. Ray Finkel. I'm sorry. I haven't seen Ace Ventura in like two years. We had a Ray Finkel occurrence right there where basically Venetary kicked straight into the laces. Savannah? Yeah, but he's had issues with that all year. Oh, yeah, I know. Savannah, what was your opinion on Colts Steelers? Uh, the Colts shouldn't be worried. They play the Dolphins next week, so. I don't know because our next great transition, by the way, uh, next game is uh, Jets Dolphins. Uh, Sam didn't see ghosts. He saw fins. And, um, <laughs> man, those Dolphins, the Dolphins love Brian Flores. I can't get over how much they love him as a coach. Like, that team, the Dolphins are going to be a nasty team in three years. I'm telling you right now. Like, two or three years. Like, I'm next year they're going to be like an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team. But, like, in two years from now, they're going to probably be like an AFC contender. Because by then, hopefully, either Giselle's yanked Brady out of football or at that point, they're good enough to even duke it out the Patriots. And you don't have enough draft picks to make that team a 9-7 and seven team in the next two years. Yeah, I think you also forget free agency is a thing. No, I, I don't see a lot of guys going to Miami. You don't yeah. think that all the rejects wouldn't go to Miami to try to build – like, listen. Players wanted to get out of Miami this year. Yo, yeah. but the thing – like, they I, I don't did know. Not get, they need to get because better the through the draft. Because the announced they were tanking. If they actually start winning games and actually have a legit – if they – listen, if they go out and get, like, Justin he- Herbert with the second pick in the draft because I don't think any team's going to lose to the Bengals. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just – I could so see them act – like, I watched Herbert on Saturday night against USC in – Southern California, and that boy is tough as nails, and he he's the best quarterback in this class. But oh my God, the Jets may end up it may end up getting the second overall pick above the Dolphins because what the shit is going? I see Savannah. Didn't I call this on Thursday though? Mm-hmm. I said all of the problems with the trades and the team chemistry were shot to shit, and this the Jets have quit on Adam Gase at least for this year. 
or at least for this week. I don't know. We're going to see next week whoever they play. Uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised by this. You done messed up, Miami. They don't want to. I don't think two is the best quarterback in this class. I'm not saying they should take two at one. I actually wrote a whole article about how they should take Joe Burrow at one. I think they should take Justin Hebert at one. I don't agree. I don't think he hasn't played in many big games, really. He's good. I think he's going to be the third quarterback taken in this draft if Tua stays healthy this year. Potentially have, fourth, depending on how much, how well Jalen Hurts does th- towards the end of the year. I think Hurts is a second or third rounder. I disagree. He's shown an ability to improve his game every year. He's shown an ability to read defenses better this year. I think he's a first or second. Late first. I'll agree on second. Like, second rounder or a team will trade to the tail end of the first to get him. Like Lamar Jackson last year, two years ago. Lamar Jackson, a Teddy Bridgewater, something like that. Yeah, like a late round, like a middle middle of the pack team trades back in to get him. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Vikings, (laughs) Vikings, Chiefs. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. The Vikings found a way to lose to Matt Moore. Well, we, well, one, Big Red can coach, his way out of, can coach his way out of anything. But, oh, my God. That was hilarious. When I saw the Chiefs won, I was just laughing. I was at the bar just laughing hysterically. My bartender probably thought it was insane, but I was just laughing because I'm just like, that's so Vikings. Kirk Cousins outplayed Dalvin Cook? That don't remind me. That was the other one that hurt me. Cook, Waller, and Fournette all shit the bed for me this week, so I lost in fantasy. Tyreek Hill is fast as shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I got from that game. Like, I mean, I watched a lot of it, but, like, that's, like, the only thing that I can, like, remember. Like, that's that. When he chased down Damian Williams from behind. Yes, yes. He clocked in. Did you watch Good Morning Football this morning? Was it? It was like 22 or 22. something. 22.24 miles per hour. It's the fastest anybody's run on record in the NFL this year. That's insane. Usain Bolt got clocked at 23.5 or 24.5, something like that. I have to look that up. But he got clocked somewhere in that range. So that's insanely fast. And Tyree kills in full pads. All right. Um, Titans and Panthers. Christian McCaffrey for MVP. I I agree. Um, I think the Titans should just start like tanking so they can get good draft picks instead of just staying at the middle of the road and just like staying this mediocre team. They're like the, the they're like the Atlanta Hawks of the NBA of the NFL. They only get, like, mid-round draft picks, and they're trash for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Bills at Redskins. Jared nailed his gimme pick. <laughs> Do the Redskins have another option at quarterback? Hey, <laughs> listen, I'll shoot it for Washington. Hey, I'll, 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 Dan Snyder, I'll do, it for, I'll do it for 200K. That's all I want. <laughs> I think he has to pay you a little more. I think that right, goes fine. against league minimum. I'll do that. I'll do that shit for four fifty with a thousand dollar signing bonus to move me down to DC. And for the insurance, I'm gonna have to afford after getting whacked by whoever the pass rush would go against. 
Right, no, you get that NFL insurance. Don't worry. Oh yeah, that stuff. Well, no, when you're playing, it's amazing, but when you're gone, it's awful. Um, because the NFL doesn't care about its players. <gasps> Who said that? <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you guys got? Savannah, to you. Oh, uh, the Redskins haven't scored a touchdown in three consecutive games. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Literally for the first time since 1950, but. You know. Oh my God. They don't have any problems or anything. Well, <laughs> what do I always tell you guys? I was dead on Dwayne Haskins after watching his game against Purdue, and it told me told me everything I need to know about his draft stock. And Mark argued me with this for about 20 minutes off camera. I said, "Listen, I watched him stare down a receiver in the flat and throw it right to the linebacker. That's all I needed to see." Also, if you have all the problems, do you really have any problems? What? <laughs> All right, no son, no like philosopher crap today, right, man? Come on, you're gonna confuse everybody. Kevin's been drinking. I had a Coke. I know sugar makes you loopy. Coke mixed with what? A lot of whiskey. <laughs> All right, that is neither here nor there. Let's blame <laughs> he can the show. confirm or deny. Um. Buccaneers to Seahawks. I am trying to figure out how the hell Russ, the, the Seahawks almost blew this game. And also, I called it DK Metcalf's an absolute badass. He scared me. Yeah, um, I was yelling at the draft. I said to Mark four times, I said, for the love of God, how he picked DK, he's going to be a star. And they went and got JJ Arcega drop side. Like... Are you effing kidding me? Like, I swear to God, Howie Roseman, I'll be your draft expert because apparently I can pick the draft better than you can. I would have, I could have told you off the bat City Jones was going to be crap and you should have taken Dalvin Cook. But what do I know? I'm just some sports writer out in Connecticut who always seems to get the draft right. I'm shocked that Jacob Hollister had two touchdowns. He has a great last name, so there you go. Shout out to middle school, man, when that was all you could wear. Savannah? I can't believe how close this game was, but Russell Wilson had five touchdown passes. He looked pretty damn good. Can we just establish for the, fir- like, for the first time since, like, I think 05, the, the, re- the Seahawks are a good team, but their defense is trash. Yeah. They've always been that team where, like, they have a defense and they just don't. Oh, Kev, you know who's one of their corners? Lovable losers OG, Trey Flowers. Oh, God. (laughs) Savannah, my defense for my Madden roster is nicknamed the Lovable Losers, and Trey Flowers is my number two corner, and he's also a corner on the Seahawks, which will tell you all you need to know. (laughs) Also, you mentioned since 2005 that – this team has just had a good offense and not a good defense? No, 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 no. I'm saying it, the last time they didn't have a good defense but had a good offense, they were contenders. Yeah, I know. I, no, I wasn't correcting you. Who was the quarterback of that 2005 Seahawks team? Matty Hasselbeck. Guess where he went to high school? Zavarian. Zavarian Brothers High School, baby. <laughs> it's a great day to be a Hawk. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, well, I live 10 minutes on the road from LeBron James, so beat that. (laughs) And Kevin goes into a hole and doesn't come out. 
Actually, <laughs> no. We are a LeBron James, um, I wouldn't call it a hating podcast. Well, at least I do, but. Well, I like him. Uh, uh, don't get me started on that argument. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to kill this cat. All right. Next up, the the teams Jared roots for when the Eagles aren't playing ball, the Lions and Raiders. Um, Naka, if you're with me, I love the Raiders. I love this team so much. Like, I honestly hope to God next year it's like a Philadelphia-Oakland Super Bowl because that would be like a greatest thing ever. I love John Gruden. I love the fact that this team is winning without Antonio Brown. And they're they're actually getting better after they trade Gary on Connolly. And I just it's just I love this team so much. I, I it's cracking me up. Like I Josh Jacobs, Savannah great pick on rookie of the year, because this guy is just the only other running back with a with as many big plays he has is Miles Sanders, and he's a he's a change of pace back. Mm. Josh Jacobs is a boss. Most rookie rushing yards in team history already. He already broke Bo Jackson's record, which is pretty impressive. Derek Carr, Zay Jones, Tyrell Williams, and my boy David Waller, and Hunter Renfro and Keenan Doss. I just love that team. Is Keenan Doss on the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they re-signed him? Yeah, when they got rid of AB, they took him off of Jacksonville's practice squad. Okay. Matt Stafford probably had the most Matt Stafford stat line. I saw it. It was so 406 bad. yards, three touchdowns, and a pick in a loss. Pat Stafford, he's still better than Andrew Luck, though. Ayo. <laughs> I, I am, I am, well, for those of you guys who don't know, I think Andrew Luck was the most overrated quarterback of the last 20 years, but there were people in the sports media who proclaimed him the next coming of Jesus, basically. The only thing he had a beard like was a Civil War general. So, I think he was – that might be the biggest example of a team squandering a player's talent, though. I mean, he had the talent to be a franchise quarterback, but that team was just never good enough to use it. And also, I don't think he really, like, ever hit his full potential because it, I just – he just – it seems he was so inconsistent even when he had a good team around him. Savannah, what do you think of this game? Raiders, Lions. Um, Raiders are gonna go six and two down the stretch, and let me tell you why. Just a little ten and bit. six, Oakland Raiders. I am all for that. I mean, they look good. I mean, yeah, they have like the game where they look like they did against the Packers, but they didn't play at home in forty-eight days. Like, can we like just acknowledge that for a second? Yeah, that was their first home game since week two. So it's like. And then now they have three home games in a row. They just look good at home. I said this last time. They literally, their home field advantage is one of the best in the leagues. Like that stadium is just outrageous. They give the Raiders points. They help them. It's like they, so they have the Chargers, the Thursday night football game. Yeah, that's uh, a Raider win. The Bengals. Win. Jets. Win. Okay, they're at the Chiefs. Uh, maybe a win. I don't know. It depends on how Mahomes is playing. I don't know. I have them losing that game. But Is it in then, Arrowhead or at Oakland? No, it's in Arrowhead. Oh, that's a loss. Yeah, and then uh, home at the ti- home versus the Titans. Win. Home versus the Jags. Uh, toss-up. Depends on if Foles is playing. If Foles is playing, it's a loss. If, he, if it's Minshew, it's a win. 
At the Chargers, at the Broncos. Win, win. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Six and two. Possibly five, seven and one. They have, I mean, they have a chance. Like, I still think the Chiefs are going to win the division. They they have a solid chance at this wild card, and I think that they Oh, can- totally have them as the five seed. They replaced the New York Jets as my five seed because the Jets cannot figure out what the hell is wrong with them. Yeah, if the Texans win the division, I feel like it's going to be the um, Raiders and the Colts in the wild card. I think it's going to be Raiders and um, – wow, the AFC is so bad. I couldn't even think of a second wild card team. If really, I think the Raiders and Jaguars, I think the Jags, once they get Foles back, they're going to start winning a couple games. They're not going to catch Tennessee, but I still think they're better than Indy. Um, Packers at Chargers. God damn it, Gordon. <laughs> I didn't start him. He runs for two touchdowns. Um. Yeah, also, um, the Packers have a problem. Kevin. Yes. Oh, that's your sentence? Okay. <laughs> Savannah's AFC pick shows up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the best tweet I saw on Sunday. Oh. See, like, Savannah, we're, like, now Savannah's fully part of the crew now when, like, Kev goes on to our main Twitter account and just, like, just takes a haymaker shot at her. See, I, I, I'm cordial enough. I'll at least own it with my own Twitter account. But... <laughs> I think it's funny you're coming from the corner. That is true because now she does feel like she's family now, but like, oh my God, I saw that tweet. I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, Kev's going to get slugged. Imagine if we all are doing this. It's funny you're coming from at corner booth pod on Twitter. Yeah. You should follow us. Imagine if we're doing all this on a studio. So like we're all sitting each other together at a table, not three different corners of the country. Actually, technically me and Kevin are only 200 miles apart or 150, whatever it is. But anyway. Imagine if we were all doing this in the studio right now. That'd be hilarious. Because I could just see Savannah just glaring at Kevin right now. <laughs> all right. Savannah, how do you say – How do you say, what, what do you got with your Packers and, char- and the Chargers? I, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't know. Literally, I'm just speechless because that was not the game that I thought we were going to play. First, I thought we were going to win. Dedicated reference! Okay. First, I thought we were going to win. Second of all – I I know our defense, like, gave up a lot of shit, but Aaron Rodgers made us a one-dimensional team. We hardly ran. He only Ten carries, by the way. because he came back. Like, Ten you carries. can't do that. We did so well as a team without Adams that, like, I mean, you still have to spread the ball. You can't just – just because our top receiver's back doesn't mean you target him every – He didn't even help me in fantasy. God damn it. I know. He has, what, like 42 yards or something like that? It's ridiculous. And Aaron Rodgers only had 35 passing yards until the fourth quarter when he got 78 from that touchdown drive. I'm angry because everything that did screw me in fantasy happened this week. I mean, he's about to bounce back next week or else we're in trouble because we go – we play the Panthers – at home, Ooh. and then we go on a bye week, and then we go to the 49ers. So, Ooh, okay, so that game's gonna be interesting because the Panthers are a run first team, even though Lambo's so hard to play. Run first teams, oh, that's gonna be interesting. I don't know, like Savannah, I, I don't know. You guys better figure out that running problem real quick. I know. Uh, all right, Broncos at Br- Browns. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, 
Holy crap. Um, I am so sorry for Browns fans, including Savannah's boyfriend and every Browns fan that we know who are fa- also who are fans of Belly Up. I apologize for how bad your team is. Freddie Kitchens has the coaching experience of a bag of nachos. Um, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. should be on a contender with a quarterback who's not immature. No offense, Baker. I love you, but you're not ready for Odell. And him and Jarvis should really stop worrying about the sneakers. And also, Baker, for the love of Christ, stop shaving. Also, Phil Lindsay's a boss. Kev? If Whitehead had his way, the Browns wouldn't be the only ones getting killed last weekend. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I think Kev just won. Woo! I'm That's a winner. Good. That's a first. I mean, I had a sentence, and then that just, like, took it out of my mind. Was that – were you actually going to go at that one? Because I'm a little terrified of both of you guys are that dark and, and, and like, disturbing. Oh, cool. No, we expect please. this from you. <laughs> well, I expect this from you, you jackass, but not her. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I had a good sentence in my head, and then I got so distracted by that that it just – I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say anymore. <laughs> well, the Browns suck. Yes, they do. Oh, oh, um – Aaron Rodgers will get the ball to Odell. So would Carson Wentz or Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but it's you gotta remember the OBJ would just that would not work. The Packers would not make a move on that. You need an organization who has the balls to pull a trigger on a receiver like him. Um, the Packers do not. And uh, all right, last up, Patriots at the Patriots at the Ravens. Didn't we talk about this enough? We have to do a sentence. Come on. It's only fair. Um, Paige is still the best team in the AFC. Don't at me. <clears throat> Paige is still the best team in the NFL. At me. Patriots play a real team and lose. Woo! <laughs> Patriots have won more than one Super Bowl this decade. Woo! Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that team yet. Um, I forgot about that for a second. Oh, by the way, update. Uh, the Giants and uh, Cowboys are tied 3-3 near the end of the first. And Dak might have just – oh, no, almost a pick. Um, that's not surprising. Oh, it was uh, Leonard Williams who hit him. Um, all right, Eagles-Bears. I love the Eagles' new identity, but ha- but Doug, for the love of God, do not pull your foot off the gas when you're stepping on the on the Bears' throat. That game should have been 35 nothing at half at the end of the game instead of 22-14. That game was not as close as it looked on the scoreboard. Just bench Trubisky already. <laughs> I feel so bad. Oh my! I feel bad for Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson. Like, oh my God! Look, Colin Kaepernick. Regardless of what you think about his politics, no, he might he be better. Chicago, Kevin, keep the hashtag alive. He might be better. No, I'm getting to that. He might be better than Trubisky, so give him a tryout. As much as I love Tim Tebow and SEC Nation, I also think he's an idiot with some stuff, but I would love to see Tim Tebow in a Bears jersey. Make it happen, Tebow to Chicago. It's a corner booth original, Tebow to Chicago. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a couple quick quick things. Uh, Savannah, one, what's your well, uh, oh, I already did my sentence. Oh, Samantha's got her sentence. That's rude. <laughs> it's going to be, I hate the Bears. Too. 
It's going to be I hate the Bears or something like that. No, I, I was just going to say, um, remember when people thought that they were going to be a Super Bowl team this year? And now they're 3-5 and five and had like negative nine yards in the first half of the game. I yeah. expected them to be like a 2000 or 2000, yeah, 2000 Ravens team with no quarterback, but all defense or an 06 Bears team with no quarterback and all defense and special teams. Well, that's not working out. <laughs> well, can we just talk about the fact that the most two high, the highest, the like the, the hot pick AFC team, the Browns are trash and the hot pick NFC team, the Bears are trash. It makes me so happy. Me too. I love when hot I I love when the hot pick falls apart. I love when the bears suck. I you love bear, I love them just bears. be loving life then. I love when bears fans suffer. <laughs> Cuz they're such jackasses. I shout out to all David Prince's followers who literally attacked me on Twitter cuz I called Trubisky trash. And now he's on that bandwagon. Yeah. Funny how he's now leading the charge and I pulled myself away from it just to watch it go off a cliff. All right, uh, we are at the 52-minute mark, so we're going to speed this up quick. I just wanted to bring up one quick thing about the Packers. And I'm going to bring up a couple of quick things I noticed from the season. Um, one, don't be surprised if the Browns fire Freddie Kitchens before the end of the season. I don't think it's the right move, but they may. Um, Philadelphia, I am a big fan of their new system. I love the fact that they can run the football. And Jordan Howard may be the most underrated pickup of the offseason. He basically is a steamroller to Miles Sanders' speed back off the edge. Um, and with Goddard and Ertz being two, uh, probably the best tight end duo in the league or number two, depending on where you lean, that team is going to score an okay amount of points. If they can get J.J. Nelson or, God helping, Antonio Brown, that team will, will be – the Philadelphia Eagles will be fine. Um, and last but not least, the Green Bay Packers. It, I am very worried for the Packers because – they are not there. There are finesse teams, and then there are teams that can do both, and there are straight power teams. The Packers are straight finesse. You saw it week four when Philadelphia repeatedly punched them in the mouth the entire game on offense. Lucky for them, the the Eagles practice squad secondary was out. Um, Rogers still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, talent wise. But you know, me and Cav could have had a couple completions against the secondary. It was that bad. <clears throat> And you saw that they just kept Rodgers off the field for most of the game. And Melvin Gordon this week, same thing. And they got after Rodgers with Bosa and Ingram. Uh, lucky for the Packers, uh, the Panthers really only have one really good pass rusher in Brian Burns. So they should be okay this week. I still think it's going to be a close game, but I have the Packers winning. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, college Guys, wait, playoff. Before we move on. Okay. I, I just had an idea, Jared. Yes. You mentioned Freddie Kitchens potentially getting fired. Mm-hmm. Who's a coach who's currently unemployed and beloved in the state of Ohio? Hmm. Marvin Lewis. Urban Meyer. Dude, that'd be awesome. I would love to see Urban Meyer take on Baker Mayfield. Rig Urban to Clee. Urban to Cleveland. The hashtag. We got another one. Urban will lead the land to the promised land. Or at least to the actual playoffs. True. Or at least to a record above 500. Yeah, uh, but you know what the one part is? That why it'll never happen. John Dorsey needs a, a puppet. He can never have a, co- a coach that will like challenge him in, in, a, in a meeting. 
Dorsey's ego is that fragile. That's why Andy Reid got him fired. I mean, just jump out behind a corner at Urban. If he starts acting up, his heart will go off and he'll have to <laughs> so, retire again. That's and so then return fun. to coaching two years later. That's so fucked up. All right. All right, ladies and gents, do you want to quickly uh, – do you guys want to do college football picks next or do you want to yes. do uh, – Okay, so – there we go. Kevin's jumping the bit here. Kevin, college football playoffs it, uh, rankings are on tomorrow. Who is your top six? You want me to go six to one or one to six? Six to one, baby. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it consistent. Six. Ohio. No, not Ohio. Sorry. Oklahoma. They had O's. Okay. Oklahoma. I think that Kansas State loss. As season goes on, I think they're still gonna win the Big Twelve. I think they will be knocking at the door of the playoffs, but I think the Kansas State loss will keep them out. Just like how. It was a little different because they got blown up, but just like how Ohio State's lost to Iowa a few years ago, kept them out. Fair. Number five, Penn State. I think even if they go undefeated, I think the teams ahead of them are just – they have too – too, nah, their resume is too good comparatively. And yes. I think I think Ohio or Penn State's going to lose the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. or they're not going to play for it, but I think more likely they're going to lose it. So, I had them at five. Number four, I have LSU because I think Alabama is going to win this weekend. If Alabama wins, it's very unlikely that LSU will play for the SEC championship. But because of the season they've had and they will win out after that, I think it will be a similar situation to Alabama a few years ago where they didn't play for the SEC championship because they lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl, but they still went in because of how good they were before that in the season. Uh, Number three, I have Clemson. I don't want them in. I don't think they should be in, but I don't see them losing to anyone. They're going to win the ACC. They're going to go undefeated. I can see them in it. Number two, I have Alabama. Uh, Haven't really played many people yet. I think it's going to hurt them, but if they win out, win the SEC championship, you can't keep them out. Even if they don't win the SEC championship, the committee probably still won't keep them out. Kev, I'm writing this down for our records. You had... Uh, P- P- Penn State is five? Yes. Okay. And number one, as much as I hate to say it, is Ohio State. That offense is phenomenal. That defense is phenomenal. Again, they haven't played many great teams, but they are blowing teams out left and right. They don't, even while not playing great competition, they don't really have a lot of question marks around them. The one ranked team they played this year, I think, yeah. The one ranked team was Wisconsin. They blew them out. They look good doing it. They look good in every game. And there's no real, like, well, they're a really good team, but this is an issue. No, they don't have holes at this point in the season. So that's why they're my number one. Savannah. Um, I feel like I'm torn on number six. I had Florida originally because I thought that they were going to be able to beat Georgia, and then they just didn't. So, I mean, I'm just going to have to go with Georgia for number six. Um, Penn State, they're going to lose to Ohio State. I still think that they're going to get in, but not to the top four. Um, Probably Alabama for number four, just because they're going to lose to LSU. I think that – I think it's going to be a good game, but I think LSU is going to be able to pull it off. Clemson at number three, um, Ohio State at number two, and then LSU at number one. All right. I am writing yours down because I'm keeping records because whoever gets the most accurate wins. 
we don't know who any of these prizes are because right now I'm running away with the picks for the, the six pack, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Savannah, you're starting to catch up to Kevin a little bit. All right. Mine at number six, I have Oregon. I think they're the Pac-12 champ and that is going to count for something with the college football playoff committee. And they had a good win at, at, at USC who was apparently unbeatable at home. I say apparently because if you talk to anybody at Fox Sports 1, that's all I heard all week. Um, number five, I have PSU, only because they they haven't lost to Ohio State yet. Uh, number four, I have Bama. They really haven't played anybody legit all year. This game against LSU is going to tell you how good they really are. I don't think they're as good as LSU, and I think they will lose. But I still think Alabama is the fourth best team in the nation. They will go to the playoff. And they deserve to. They are a good team. They just don't really play anybody. And Nick Saban is partially to blame for that. Number three, um, the place that could have gone on legacy, Clemson. Uh, they are the best team in the ACC, which is still probably the third, third or fourth, third best conference, and maybe fourth. I don't know. They're, they're having a bad year this year, Four. but fourth for that for this year at least. Yeah, uh, Clemson. Oh, shut up, uh, Clemson. Will you let me freaking talk or I'm going to mute your mic? Clemson, basically, what do you want to say about the fact that they almost lost to North Carolina and the fact that they've been sneaking out games and Trevor Lawrence just doesn't look the same? I I can't ignore the fact that they're still the best team in the ACC and that they still have had Clemson's no, Alabama's number last year. So I still have them at three. Two, I have Ohio State, like you guys both brought before. That defense is disgusting. They dominated Wisconsin, and man, I airballed that pick. And, um, you know, they're just the most complete team in the nation, and I love Chase Young. I am a big believer. I, I think he may be the best pass rusher to come out in the last 15, since Jadavion Clowney, if not better, or both, over both Bosa brothers. And then number one, my boy Joey B., Big O and the LSU Tigers. I think they're going to get the dub this weekend. And then they're going to walk into the uh, SEC title game and smack the daylights out of Georgia. But And they're going to be the number one seed when this is all said and done. So there you go. There's our week one predictions for the top six. Of course, you will see tomorrow when this podcast is produced, if you hear it before. And uh, you watch the show. What is it, 7.30 tomorrow they do it, guys? 9.30. 9.30. They, they, they keep moving back every year. So we'll see who's right, and I will po- we'll post it on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook so you guys will see it, and uh, it'll show once and for all why I'm right all the time. <clears throat> I was going to end of the year rankings. Oh, no, no. This is for this week. I'm still going to stick with it. Fair enough. All right. <sighs> Ladies and gents, it's time for some fun stuff here. We got Kev's Weird Shit in Sports. Take it away, little man. Rude, first off. This weekend, Miami crushed my hopes and dreams. I was hoping for two 0-16 teams in the NFL. But the Jets suck, so we didn't get that. But do you guys know who the first winless team in NFL history was? I do, I do, I do. Who? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Damn it. Savannah, do you have a guess? No. <laughs> the Columbus Panhandles went 0 and 8 in the 1922 NFL season. What? Wait, the Columbus what? 
Columbus Panhandles. Yes, they folded in 1922 after going 0-8. They're ranked 15th. Do you know who the first team currently in the NFL to go winless was? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Damn it. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, who went 0-11 in 1944. Do you know who the first team to go winless post-AFL-NFL merger was? I'm going to stop saying Buccaneers, but I think I might be right on this one. What's your guess, Jared? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I got it right! In 1976. Creepsicles! And I won't make you guess this. The first team to go 0-16 was the Detroit Lions in 2008. With our 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 friend of the net of the Belly Up Network, uh, Dan Orlovsky, was their quarterback at one point. That sucks for him, and it sucks for Detroit. They are on this list twice for going winless. <laughs> oh, I love it's re- Oh, my God. Could you tell she's a Packers fan, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I know. Wait, since when is she a Packers fan? I don't know. Like, she hides it so well. I decided, like, last night that I was going to be a Packers fan. Was that before or after the Chargers game? It was before. There was so much hype, I just had to pick them. All right. Now I might switch team. You can come on to the Philly Eagles bandwagon. We accept what, especially girls who can tell guys to shut the hell up. You're always welcome here. All <laughs> right. Or the Patriots. I know how much you love them. Oh, love them. Tom Brady's my idol. I mean, he he is for most men Same. living the American dream. Let's be honest here. Uh, all right. You have like, anything else, or should I keep? What, what's the matter? I was just gonna say like. I guess if you're thinking like Giselle wise, I'm totally, I oh, totally you know, agree. You mean like, you mean like, you know, marrying a supermodel, being quarterback, winning six titles, being a kid from a small town in Mich- uh, in Cal, wh- being a, a legend at your college. Oh, and you know, being a six round draft pick and the ultimate underdog. No, I was just saying Giselle wise. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's living the dream too. All right. Y'all got anything else or should I kick that smooth jazz? Kick that smooth jazz, boy. You heard the midget. All right. Ladies and gents. <laughs> um, Savannah brought it up how, or was it, which one of you, Savannah or Kevin brought it up that, oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was Savannah, wow, my brain's fried, um, that Odell Beckham shouldn't be on the, uh, Browns anymore, and she's right, uh, the Browns, um, I'm not surprised, I wouldn't be surprised they tried to move him to the deadline, I know Philadelphia reached out about a possible hole of Odie Vitae, our resident sixth man, offensive lineman, who was a Super Bowl hero, basically, and, uh, you know, a couple draft picks, whatever. Uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Uh, Odell Beckham will be wearing Midnight Green next year. Um, and honestly, it's going to be good for everybody. It'll be good for the Browns because I think Baker Mayfield uh, needs to have receivers that won't throw a temper tantrum when he doesn't get the ball. I also believe it's good for Philadelphia because Deshaun Jackson's health is deteriorating at a meteoric rate. Unfortunately, he's one of my favorite players of all time, but it just really sucks this year because, you know, his first game, he was incredible. I blame the Falcons. Their stupid outdoor roof with 90-degree humidity. Jackasses. And um, also, it works for Odell. You get an elite quarterback in Carson Wentz. You get a offense that basically is going to say, hey, Odell, run a slant route, run a go route. We don't care. Get open. Carson will find you on improv plays. And with a guy like Car- Carson would have the best arm out of between Eli and B- 
Baker Mayfield, it's no question Carson's the best arm and the most accurate out of these guys he's ever played with. So I think it's a slam dunk for all three all three parties involved. And I would not put it past Harry Roseman since he's had a knack for going after big money receivers. And if there was ever a locker room to be able to take him on besides possibly New England's, it's definitely New England. I mean, it's definitely Philadelphia. So that's what I got. That's my bold, little bold prediction for this week. I really didn't have a last call because it wasn't really that drove me crazy. I did have to explain to a guy why NFL players deserve the money they get paid. And that was a funny conversation because he was a farmer. So he didn't understand the concept of like, you know, the wear and tear in your body of getting decked by 300 pound men. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Uh, yeah, that guy who had to explain why uh, NFL players deserve how much they get paid. Did you have enough time to explain to him like the concepts of capitalism and you know what the market demands, what you'll oh, make? I was waiting for this guy to pull out a socialist party card. I was waiting for it. This guy was awful. It was it was so basic. It's not fair to the other people. I'm like, well, do the other people com- like are the mainstay of a billion dollar business? It's not fair to other people. All right, dude, when you could run a 4-3-40 and sling a football 50 yards off your back on a foot. dime, yeah, right? then you will make millions of dollars too. But until then, or you'll at least play in the XFL. <laughs> They're not getting paid terribly, I don't think. Yeah, it's like 55K. Like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should go try walk onto a team. Like, that's not terrible for a startup league. No, it's not. I guarantee they'll last a lot longer than the AF, AAF will. All right. Will the XFL last longer than they did last time? Yes. I think Vince McMahon learned his lesson. Fair enough. All right. Uh, the reason improve involve your Packers is your locker room is a little unstable with a certain sheriff at quarterback sometimes. So Odell Beckham probably in. Clearly, you guys have a problem with overthrowing to a star receiver when he comes back off injury. <clears throat> she's gonna, she's gonna sit there and find, think of ways to make my life miserable now. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that wraps it up for uh, me and the crew. Um. I'll tune in for our uh, anniversary show. It is next week. It'll be most likely episode 69, Kevin. Nice. There we go. Um, Mark will be returning. Uh, Look forward to a couple things. Uh, We are also announcing we're going to start in the next couple weeks, start doing a live 15-20 minute show uh, via Sportscaster. It'll be myself, either Kevin, Savannah, or all all three of us. Uh, It's going to be good content, probably daily stuff, quick updates, quick opinions on big topics. Uh, stuff that you really don't get because you know you know how much you love our podcast but and the three of us but this way you get a little more it's on Sportscaster also by the way you all else can live comment and live like ask us different questions and stuff it's, it's pretty cool how the whole Sportscaster thing is set up it's a great app look forward to it we'll be letting you guys know and giving you guys updates as we develop it more uh, oh by the way we will be having our first sponsor ad so if you are a fan of the show a fan of or you know me Kevin or Savannah or no belly up personnel and you'd like to uh, have your uh, car you, you know you have your ad read uh, my friends over at Foundation RX are the first Danbury are the first to uh, jump on this bandwagon they will be officially uh, being a sponsor of our show in the next coming weeks so if you'd like to 
get involved and uh, get your uh, company out there. Give us a ring on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and just message us and uh, let us know. So, yeah, that's it. I'm Jared. That's the crew, Savannah and Kev. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.